Welcome back to an episode of another episode of Forked Up, I should say. I'm Jessica Kleinschmidt. And I'm Rachel Luba. Here's. I've I've had a long day, Mama. I'm I, just saying. It's been a look, day. Um, what is our wine word? Our wine word is meetings. So you know it's gonna get happening. Um, winter meetings are happening um in the comfort of our own homes. It's been weird. Um, but I'm kind of into it, maybe just because I'm adjusted, but you know, I, I know it's not what we're used to. I know there's good and bad things with it. Obviously everything's virtual this time around, but we're going to talk about how we're handling it. First of all, what's, did you have to like throw your routine out the window to what you're used to? Because obviously it's different. Obviously I think we all did, but what's the one thing that you notice that you're kind of nervous to have to take on without being there physically? So here's the thing, like for in like on the agent side, it's really, it's not even just different. It's just basically as though it doesn't exist. And that part I don't like. Um, I've talked to, you know, some teams just having like our normal calls that, that, you know, we schedule our normal zoom calls that you can literally schedule whenever you want anyways. Um, And I've asked a few of them, like, oh, has it been busy for you guys? Like, what's it like? And they've told me that, you know, because you'll get vendors that want to, you know, tech companies or what have you that want to talk to teams or sell things to teams or whatever it is. So they schedule meetings with teams, but you have much less of that when it comes to agents. You know, vendors aren't trying to sell things to agents in that way. So most of what we go to do is we... Uh, go to talk to teams and get different, you know, meetings out of the way and negotiations and whatever, you know, we got to get done. But those are all things that, you know, we just continue to do on our own schedule virtually. So it's like, it's, there's nothing for us to do. Whereas I feel like for the media and for teams, it is different and they're scheduled things. Um, but just virtual. Whereas for an agent, it's just like, cool, we'll schedule a Zoom um, just like we've been doing and we can schedule a Zoom for whenever. Um, So it's just like, it just doesn't exist really. And that sucks. Yeah. And, and that's kind of interesting. So I talked to Dave Force, he of course is the A's GM. And I asked him if there was any like advantages to it. And he said the only advantage would be like maybe some of the meetings they would typically have just kind of go quicker because you don't have to assemble everybody. All you have to do, it's just more of a, an aesthetic thing as opposed to that. And he's just like, yeah, we, we finished. I I think they were talking, they had a meeting with the rule five people because obviously the rule five is happening on Thursday this week. And, um, he just said it went by way quicker than it has in the past by like hours. It was like minutes and it was done. I can see that because, you know, look, the way it usually happens is first of all, you got to, you know, coordinate. Okay. So what time is it going to be that we're going to come up a lot of times because you're, you know, an agent or whoever you're meeting with, usually teams have offices and they rent out um, hotel rooms, basically in the hotel. Um, And so a lot of times, you know, you'll go. When you think about it, that's creepy as fuck. Yeah. It's weird. I know. Um, it's, it's the whole thing is weird, but yeah. So you go to there, you don't know which room unless basically you get invited. Um, because, and they have, you have to have a badge usually to get up to certain elevators or certain floors. Um, 
because they don't want, you know, media and fans, whatever, just going there, you know, to where the Yankees are going to be or, you know, whatever it is. So, you know, usually, so let's say, you know, you're an Asian, you're walking in the lobby and almost every time, you know, you run into someone, you got to do a quick hi. So the, the person you're trying to get to usually has to wait a little longer. Um, you know, you've got things like that, just trying to literally get to the rooms and then, and the elevators are crowded with everyone trying to, you know, get up and down. And then, you know, you get into the room and it's like, you got to have the small talk. It's like, how, how are you going? Do you guys want something to drink, some food, whatever? I totally get how it could take a lot longer versus yeah, yeah. you hop on Zoom and it's just like, hey, how's it going? Good, good. All right, well, let's go. And then you finish and then, you know, end. If I'm, I don't care what kind of meeting I'm in, I better be getting offered food. <laughs> Thank you. That was like, in law school. That was how. I chose, they always had lunchtime like meetings, um, or speakers and things like that. And students would literally choose which one they're going to based on like, which one was serving Chick-fil-A oh, yeah. or, you know, in and out burger or something. Yeah. That's how we chose. Yeah. Like, yeah. If, like if, if a team's sh- shopping me and they want to offer me Chick-fil-A, I'm, I'm going to remember that. I'm going to right. remember that. I will never it'll leave like throw like, you know, me and let me some Qdoba. Like that's pretty, pretty big for me. Um, but yeah, so it'll be interesting. But I think one thing that I've noticed is like now I'm kind of glad the, the winter meetings, like we're kind of adjusted to working from home already. So it's almost like it's not weird for us type of deal. It's like, oh yeah, obviously this is all going to be done Zoom, what have you. And and Force made a good point. He's like, actually a lot of the stuff that they do, like like he said, he remember he remembers walking into a, a ti- the tiger's room. And obviously these are all labeled rooms because we, the numbers or whatever. And he said, a lot of the, like in the middle of some conversations, I like maybe it's the tigers and the angels or something. That's an example. But the t- text conversation could be happening outside of the room. So some of these things are still going on. So it doesn't that that part doesn't skip a beat because these deals could be happening via text message while something else is going on. So he said like a, still a majority of these deals can be done without being there. Right. I mean, look, it all can be, it's just, it sucks. Um, And a lot of it too is sure, you know, business happens there and that's large, that is what you go to do, but it's the one time a year where everyone who's anybody who works in baseball is there. And so, you know, you catch up, there's, um, I mean, I have heard deals have gotten done at the bar, um, you know, in the lobby, uh, I have heard a rumor that there's been a deal done solely via emojis and texting. I don't know if that one's true, but I've heard it. Um, But look, like this all can be done virtually. It just, it takes away this, uh, this event of where everyone is forced to be somewhere for a period of time and things happen. It also, I think does lend itself to slowing down the process a bit because again, in, in that three or four day period when everyone would be in Dallas this year, everyone would have been forced to, you know, look, we're all here. Let's, we got to bang out this meeting, this meeting, this meeting. We got to meet with all these teams, right? We got to just get it done because we're all here versus having to rely on, you know, the phone. You would rather do it in person. So we would do it all in the next three days. We would have had all our meetings. Whereas now, because we're not forced to do that, we might not have another one of our meetings scheduled till next week because it's all just Zoom. Yeah. What is, I mean, you mentioned every time we've, we've talked about in our meetings, you mentioned like, you know, just kind of sometimes you're just hammered in the middle of the lobby 
and like coagulating. So what are some of the things that you, that you're going to miss the most about winter meetings? And one thing that you're like, thank gosh, I do not have to go through that again. I have a few of the things. I know you're excited. You don't have to pack. I, so I, yeah, I don't have to pack. Um, well, let me, let me do the thank gods first. So like, I don't have to pack one, two, I don't have to, it takes me forever. I mean, it's related to packing, but like figuring out what to wear because you do have to look professional ish, but not, you know, like it's the female thing that yes. we struggle with all the time. Um, so that part, um, I miss, or I don't miss the fact that I remember every single year. Cause I always, I'll wear, I mean, we're five feet tall. Yes. So like, I always, and I like wearing heels or boots yeah. or things with heels. Right. Um, and so I do not miss at the end of the day, like every time at winter meetings, my feet hurt so badly because you're essentially for about 10 hours a day on your feet, walking around. They're usually really big, like hotels or things where there is a lot of walking and, you know, going kind of decent distances, um, between, you know, buildings or whatever. And so I don't miss that part. Um, and I don't miss, I don't miss the like day or two after where I am wiped out. Like, I don't want anyone to talk to me after that because I'm not an extrovert. I'm definitely an introvert, like being around people all the time. I, I'm, I love it, but it's overstimulated. Yeah. Yeah. It drains me. I'm not one of those people that gain, like gets energy from it. And so it, it's about 10 hours a day that ends with drinking and you have to be on, like you're, you know, you're going, you're talking to people, you're socializing, like you're doing business, you're switching back and forth, you know, like it's, you're on for 10 hours for like several days straight. And I finished that. And I'm like, I don't want to talk to a single person, nobody for the next like two days. So I don't miss that like hangover part. Yes. Um, literal and like, and figurative. figurative. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but, um, I, what's the other one, what I do like about it, what what you, what you're going to miss. Oh, what I'm going to miss. Um, the, just getting to see everybody again, it's the one time a year where anyone who works in baseball and it's, it's a relatively small industry. So, you know, you get to know a lot of people, it's cool to catch up. Um, and you know, it's like that part's, that part's fun. I'm definitely going to miss that. And just the ability to be in person. I think some that does make a difference a lot of times, um, when it comes to being able to, um, you know, have negotiations. So, Oh, I agree too. Like even people on, on social media, like when I meet them in person, they're like, I thought you were going to be a bitch. And I was like, well, I mean, I am, but like, I'm like a cool bitch, you know? Yeah. Yeah. A lot of it makes a difference. Yeah. Yeah. A lot of people, they're like, oh yeah, you seem, you know, really like, yeah, bitchy or you're intimidating. They'll tell me that from social media. And then they see me in person. They're like, you're this like five foot little tiny, like human, like you're not intimidating. That that literally happens to me all the time. Like you're way small. I'm like, well, so many people, any, like that picture I had with uh, Yasiel the other day for his birthday. And uh, speaking of birthdays, by the way, happy birthday, mama. Thanks. Love you. Love yeah. you. I appreciate you. Yeah. You and Yasiel have the same birthday. We do. Um, we are birthday twins. I had to post twice that day. You did. You did. And I really appreciated that. And she FaceTimed me during my small, very small and intimate get together. So with face masks, with face masks. Yes. We were all, we even posed like six feet apart in photos. Like we I went for it. it. We were good. 
I'm, I support it. Um, yeah. <laughs> I, I, I tried to be there, but, um, work, but I did try to FaceTime you. Yeah. Uh, but I did, I, it's more fun. Um, posting a picture, not more fun, but I like posting a picture with you because you're right my height and yes. it's perfect. And everyone else was like, with Yasiel, like, I can't tell if you're just like really tiny or he's huge. I'm like, to be honest, it's both. It's but, a mixture of both. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah. Um, yeah, I know. It's, and, what are, and, yeah, what are you going to miss? Uh, or like, what do you miss? What are you? What I've you never been to women readings. That's I've what I was going to say. So for you, if anything, this is great because you don't usually go. You got yes no, but it, it would have been my first year that I, I feel like oh, I've established enough where I could have gone, you know? Oh, I didn't even know. I thought you weren't going to go. Even No, if- I think it would have been like the first time where I had like every, every right to. I have so many connections and so many things I could have done. And I'm not nervous to ask for interviews anymore. And I would have gotten, I could have gotten so much Bok talk and corked up shit done. So, so we could have hung out there. Yeah. Like I would have had a, I would have had. Yeah. A real friend. Yeah. Like a legit friend. And like, whether you need me to like pretend to interview you. So you took a break. <laughs> Just <laughs> whatever. Stare, stare into my eyes for 10 minutes. Yeah. And like, like Looking hold up on. a fake like recorder yeah. or something. Yeah. No, I've like planned this in case you ever needed it. So anytime y'all see me pretending to interview her I'm probably not interviewing her we're probably just staring at each other and I'm just like I'm sleeping with my eyes open yes and I'm just like holding holding on to your elbow so you don't fall but I'm like yeah so like Yasiel Puig like what's the deal with him and like just like talking out of my ass or I'm making you sing sing the ABCs to me or something so yeah but that's so I, I won't miss anything, but I, but like, I was genuinely looking forward to it. Obviously, like I, I forgot about it forever just because I, there was like no way in hell we were going to have one after a few months of all this. So I don't have anything to be sad about, which is kind of good. I have no FOMO, you know? Yeah. I, this was going to be so like for me, winter meetings used to be, and this is what a lot of people who want to break into the industry. I always recommend this, that you go to winter meetings. It's a good and call. I, w- I was told that early on, someone told me, you know, go to winter meetings. And I was like, the hell are winter meetings? Um, and it was explained to me. And I remember my first one I went to, I had finals, the, you know, cause they're in December and I graduated a semester early. So I was graduating and I had my first final was that month or I think it was, you know, that Friday, but I flew out, they were in DC that year. I flew out from, you know, LA to DC. I was there for like 36 hours in DC, flew back, got in midnight, like right before my final and then took a final. And in law school, like you don't do that. You don't go like, that's one you have one test that decides your entire grade you know for the for that class right and I everyone was like you're crazy like why why would you do that I missed a review session all these things and I was just like I thought about it and I was like you know what at the end of the day I mean like I still got I got an A in the class so it's fine right but I was like my grade doesn't matter in this like ultimate as much as like my pride and I always want to do well yeah my, my grade doesn't matter and what matters is is baseball if I want to break in and so that was more important to me um I don't recommend that for everybody but well, and, that, and I would have had your back with that because just like you know me like yeah. for me school was like whatever <laughs> like, but, but, see, but I was the kind of person though that school to me was I, 
like, I don't care if it, you know, people were like, Rachel, like your grades don't really matter. And I knew that in a lot of ways for a lot of things, but at the end of the day, I was the kind of person that I was your personal goal. Right. But, and I would freak out if I didn't, you know, if I didn't have straight A's or something. So that was a hard thing for me to let go of and, you know, and just at least be, give myself the opportunity to do other things and not be so freaked out about grades. But, um, yeah, so I did that in my, that was my first winter meetings I went to, but what winter meetings were for me back then, it was, you set it up and someone gave me good advice. They were like, don't wear a a suit because, and I was like, what? And they're like, don't wear a suit because, and it's true. Everyone there, it's a bunch of little, it's a bunch of boys and they all wear suits. They all want to find jobs. And they all try, there's a job fair, but it's like for minor league organizations and stuff, but they're all trying to get jobs. And so they hang out in the lobby. And so I was trying really hard, like not to be one of those because I was told initially going in, they were like anyone who, first of all, the, the most important people there are going to be in the most casual clothes for the most part. And then you're you're seeing Theo Epstein in like super casual (laughs) stuff. Yeah. And so they were like, you know, don't, so if I were you, like they try to avoid every boy in a suit because they know he's going to, and so I tried, you know, not to do that. Um, The other advice I got was to, they were like, if you want to be in a room with the most important people at one time, 6am in the gym. And I was like, all right. And meanwhile, I told you, I flew for like 36 hours. So I'm West coast time, but so we're three hours behind. So I'm at, it felt like 3am for me. Um, but I've done crazier things. Um, so I was in the gym, but then I thought about it and all the GMs are in there, like everyone. Um, and I thought about it when I was in there, I was like, what is one thing I hate more than anything when I'm working out. It's somebody bothering me, trying yeah. to talk to me. And I was like, I'm not going to be that person. So I just ended up like working out and I'm like the only female in there working yeah. out with all these guys. I didn't say a single thing to them, but it was basically just trying to, I set up meetings. Like I would cold call. There were some people, I mean, I had emailed Gene Afterman, um, just different people that I was like, Hey, I'm going to be there. Like would love to grab a cup of coffee with you or something. Yeah. You just like set up to talk to them and tell them what you're doing and, you know, like kind of stay in their mind. And then so like, it's gone from that, which was brutal because like, that's draining to, you know, just be networking. And then this was, it's changed a bit over time, but like, this would be the first year where it's like, okay. Cause even with arbitration, when I had arbitration guys, like that's, you don't need to have negotiations at all at winter meetings for it. So it's, it's different. Whereas like, this would be the first year with like free agency, like actually having meetings. And I was really looking forward to it. And it would have been a different experience. I was thinking about that with you today too. I was like, not only are you an agent, but you have like the, like uh, the biggest name in free agency and that, and like to see not even you, but like all the content that could have been made, like that would have been, I know my vlog would have been good. There would have been, I guess no one really knows what the hell, uh, when our meetings are everyone, yeah. I mean, my parents still, every time they're like, is it a convention? And I'm like, no, it's, it's hard to really describe what winter it meetings is, are. Cause it's weird. It's there's, I don't think I would love to know if any other industry has something yeah. like this. Well, it kind of reminds me just like the weirdness vibe is a lot like, um, the NFL combine. It's just weird. If you really stop and think about it, it's a bunch of dudes doing weird stuff in front of a bunch of people just watching. 
Yeah, but that's like watching people triad. jump in tank tops and it's quiet because like at the combine itself there I mean there's nobody there besides the the team right. so it's but, empty but that's a tr- like a tryout to me yeah it, it's a little whereas like this is just literally you just show up it's just like everyone agreeing to be in one place I know the minor league stuff is different and they do have um like organized things but for you know the bit like the big league side of things for the most part it's a lot of just you know it's like you text each other and be like, Hey, can you meet at this time? I've got a, you got a window here. I can, you know, let me grab coffee. And sometimes it's not even, it's just like networking stuff. Like it's not even necessarily like actual business, yeah. but it's like, you got to catch up with someone. Yeah. See, I guess now I'm getting FOMO because I thrive with networking. I'm good at networking. I'm extremely, extremely like personable and I could get so many fun interviews while I'm there. Like, yeah. See, but do you enjoy it? Because I like, I don't enjoy. I do. I do. So, but are you like, are you more of an extrovert? I think, I think so. But like at the same time, like it's, I think that's why I haven't struggled during quarantine is a big part of my job. Like I will sit down between you, your, the, between Corked Up and Bok Talk, I'm interviewing at least three people a week. Yeah. And so I'm getting my socializing out a little bit but not too much, but I'm also doing like appearances and stuff. So I'm definitely an extrovert, but I, but I can't a hundred percent, a hundred percent say that I need constant attention. I'm at the point in my life where I don't love the attention as much as I used to, but I can handle it. Yeah. Um, but I, I can, it's, it's, it's weird. It depends on when you catch me. I'm at 90% of the time I'm into it, but the other half, the other 10%, I'm, I was like a Yogi Berra thing, 90%, but the other half, no, like I'm just, it depends. It's only because like when I get a lot of attention, I, I, I get in my mind and I feel like I have to try too hard, but it's different for the interviews. That's for me. I just get excited because I love making content and I lo- I really do love talking to people because I yeah. genuinely, I love people, but I hate everyone, which is, yeah. I think that's I, my mental thing. I get it. Yeah. But yeah, I'm, to me, I mean, I could go, I could go weak. I thrive during quarantine because yeah. I, as much as people, a lot of times think that I'm an extrovert, like I thrive, like not having to talk to anybody. Well, you I also don't like phone calls too. I don't. And as yeah. I get majoring, I used to, and my, my mom is the same and my youngest brother and my youngest brother, I mean, he is the worst. I have heard him on calls. He'll get on the phone with his bank and his bank will be, and he needs to ask him a question and they'll ask him, what's your account number? And his eyes, like, he'll just like, he gets like, he panics and he just hangs up. And I'm like, why, why would you do that? He goes, I didn't know the answer. I'm like, you can take a second look. I mean, and like, he's an adult, by the way, like for anyone, he's not a kid. He's like, just, he's, (laughs) I love him death. He has, he hates the phone and I've gotten better and I've had to learn. One of my best friends in uh, law school used to tell me, he was like, you need to for a summer, just get a job doing cold calling. Yeah. Just get it out of your system. And I was like, I literally can't think of any, like I'd, I'd, I'd rather die um, yeah. than do that. But um, so I, I've gotten better because the, the reality is a majority of my days now are on the phone and talking. I do way better though, face-to-face. There's something about, I, I, th- I like to think like at least that I do a good job at making things not awkward yeah. and like not having awkward pauses and silences. So I'm good at keeping it going but the stress and pressure of feeling like I have to do that 
stresses me out. And so I don't like that part. Whereas like sometimes I wish I could just be like, yeah, this is super awkward and I don't care and we'll just keep it going. Um, but where, so that's why I think, um, face like stuff works better for me. Cause I can see when they're going to talk and, you know. Yeah. And I think I'm the same way only because like, I, I guess like, I just, I don't know if it's a confidence thing, but I also just like, I don't have time for bullshit. So I'm just like, can we just figure this out? Or if I see somebody struggling, I don't mind kind of swooping in there and being like, we're done here. They don't want to talk to you anymore, but I'll talk to you. They can go away. It's fine. Like, I don't mind that. And more or less is just like, I hate, I hate awkward stuff. So if it's awkward, I'll be like, okay, well then I'm leaving now. Cause this sucks. Like I'm just yeah. not, that's why I've, yeah. I've left dates like that too. I'm like, this is a really bad date. That's why I don't go. That's why I don't, I cannot do, I went on, um, like a blind date one time, a blind date. Yeah. Wow. And I didn't like it. I was just, and I don't like in general, I don't like forced fake things. So it's why I don't think in in this industry too, it's very, um, like a lot of times you don't submit your resume. Like that's not how you get a job in this industry by just like applying and submitting your resume. It's very different than, you know, a lot of other industries. It's a lot about who, you know, and that goes back to networking. And so for me, it's the same. I think I really do believe it's hard to get to truly know who someone is and to see if there's chemistry to work together yeah, by yeah. submitting a resume because and then interviewing. Because think about it, in an interview, everyone knows what to say or you would hope that like by, at some point that they know what to say and how to handle questions. But then you end up getting surprised when you work with them for a while because you're like, wow, like this person's like, there are things that bother you, you don't like about them, whatever it is. And you don't get to know that from just like, you know, sitting on an interview. It's the same with dating. I feel like, you know, you you know, you know, all the right things to say, but that doesn't mean like it's hard to find the chemistry. So I'd much rather like find someone, you know, by meeting them with friends and organically, organically, right. The same way, like in network, a lot of times getting a job in this industry is like knowing someone for a while, they get to know you, they, you know, like it's different. Well, and that's, what's cool about me is the people that have hired me. I have so much fucking content out there that, and I'm very much myself on, on whatever I'm doing. So that's kind of cool. But also I'm like, I don't like when, I mean, I've talked, I've talked to you this before. We're like totally segue, like, like going off. Yeah, we've gone way off. It's fine though. But it's fine. But like, I hate when people are obsessed with this, like my job and cause I already struggle with, that. I'm addicted to my job. And it's like, I wish I would find a guy who's like, that's cool, but like, let's watch something else or whatever. So, but it's, it's a, it's a weird balance and I'm the same way. So they get all caught up in, but it's, it's just weird though. Cause they get caught up in my job and I'm pretty much myself on all of it. But then I feel like they get, they get off on like the stuff I do. And then when I'm like not interviewing Trevor Bauer that day, they're like, who the fuck is she? And I'm like, yeah. Ew. And that's but, the, last, the last guy I dated would not stop asking me where Trevor Bauer was going to sign. And I shouldn't even say dated because he doesn't deserve that term. But the last guy who I was talking to yeah. would not leave me alone about Trevor. And I was like, do you want to go sleep with him? Because apparently you don't want to date me anymore. Well, everyone <laughs> has been texting me like friends. I, some people like I've never spoken to. And like, I've gotten some rude texts or like DMs lately from people I haven't spoken to since like my childhood who are like, if you don't get him here, you're a bad agent. I'm like, you know what? You can go fuck yourself. I'm specifically not going to have him go there now because of you. Yeah. Um, so that fan base can thank you. I'm kidding. I wouldn't do that. But yeah. like, 
part of me would be that petty, but I, I will say though, content, I think is a good, um, like it does help getting to know people. And so people are trying to get in this industry. If you, I think, put yourself out there on social media, because let's be honest, Jess and I started a podcast together by knowing each other for five minutes yeah. like in person, but it was like, we felt like we knew each other from just I don't know how you knew me. Cause like, I wasn't really that much on Twitter. I know, but I, but, but, but I knew you, I yeah. was like, I, I, I was the one who reached out to you about yeah. it initially. And because let's I never forget like, that guys, she pursued me. I did. I did. I was that girl. Slid um, in DMs, you naughty girl. I did. I, I tell her this all the time when she's worried about, you know, like I get shit for being, you know, for having a funny personality. I'm like, Jess, if you didn't talk about weird shit, I never would have slid into your DMs. It's <laughs> the so, nicest it, thing anybody's ever said. It was the start of our relationship. It was. Um, it was. So that's how I, I do think there's something to learn for people who do want to be in this industry that if you can let people know what you're doing and who you are on social media, you can do that without anybody's help. Um, then it, it definitely helps in a lot of ways. Um, yeah. And even that happened recently. I had a player on Bok Talk in the last few weeks. Um, I'll say a few weeks, so I don't give away who it was, but he came on and he was like, Jess, like, this is so cool. I never thought I'd be on your podcast. And it like was the coolest thing. I was like, what? Like you make a shit ton of money. <laughs> like you're cool. Like, I don't understand. So like to know that, like, that can translate in all the things and to know like the players are paying attention and like that translates with everything and it's a it's a good trust thing and everything like that so I'm glad we went on this tangent because I feel yeah. like that's important um because at the end of the day I always say this I like Trevor as a as a pitcher but I love him from the content perspective and I can I think that's what's important is because I often forget he's a baseball player in the best in the best way right yeah um and we're going to talk about him in a little bit but um the thing that we were, we we're talking about weird stuff and something else that I was covering this season is extra weird is the all MLB team. Um, and we're not going to go too far into this, but I was pretty stoked to know that I found out that like Trevor got it. Liam got it. Mike Yastrzemski got it. So our boys made it. Um, but I guess my question for you is I get where it was coming from last season because it's the second time they've done it last year was in its, it's an inauguration, but it somewhat posed as a second half all-star team when, but when you say all-star team from an agent perspective, that's good, but we're, it's not the all-star team. So like, what, what, how does that help? Cause I know we've talked about arbitration stuff and like saying, well, this guy's a four-time all-star he's whatever, but it, how well, would there you are, well, the there are MLB a team into it or would you? Well, you don't have the same number, right. Of people that are selected players um no it's definitely less. right it's yeah. less so I mean first of all there's going to be fewer that get to use that to their advantage right um and it's like it's still it isn't it's not all it's not the all-star and you can't I don't is think it resume worthy I mean I don't think yeah but they're not gonna I mean and in arbitration, I mean, we talk about awards, we talk about being player of the week. So like some, I mean, sometimes, cause like, look, if you're like a Cy Young winner, you don't necessarily need to like, you know, brag about- That's an all MLB selection. <laughs> yeah, 
<laughs> but you know, in, in an arbitration case, when they start, you know, trying to separate out parts of the market based on award recognition, um, and special, you know, accomplishments and achievements, then sometimes all you have to work with is like, you were player of the week and Hey, that's something. So, um, you know, you, you make what you, you like, what you can out of what you got, but, um, I, like, is baseball reference like adding this? Not that like, no, they didn't, adding. they certainly aren't adding. They're definitely not adding that. I mean, if they are, they're not doing it now or if they do in the yeah, future, maybe, it's but just, it, it's still, I mean, because the way they, they use it in arbitration is they separate parts of the market and it's look, it still is an accomplishment and it will separate parts of the market this year, but you're not going to be able to say, you know, well, if you're using a guide from two years ago to compare yourself to, you're not gonna be able to say, well, I was an all, you know, all MLB team and this guy wasn't because they didn't have it. So it could be like one of those stupid tiebreakers, I guess, if you really need to, but from now on, I'm only going to refer to Trevor Bauer and Liam Hendricks as all MLB selections. And that's it. Nothing. I'll kill you. They have nothing else to offer this world. <laughs> nothing. <laughs> and like, well, because Yaz made it too. And you know me, I love some Yaz, but like he was my NL MVP pick and obviously didn't get it, but I'm still going to refer to him as Jessica's NL MVP pick heading into the 2020 season. So n- none of y'all earned anything. <laughs> I'm not impressed. Sorry. Yeah, I love it. So if Trevor doesn't make all MLB next year, I'm just going to like, Okay. Well, it was like, it's such a, I feel like they should announce that before like MVP and stuff, because even you asked me, you were like, wait, did Trevor make first team or second? I'm like, if, if the Cy Young winner didn't make first team, Jess, like, but then I confirmed he did make first team. No, no, I know that, but the fact that I just like, want to it, like the people to know that I like knew but, that, before. but that's what I mean. Like, so that's it's fair. just like, to me, like if you're, if you're going to something like that, I think the biggest award of the season, you should announce last like MVP inside. I agree. Because when you wait till now to announce like MVP, I mean, era, like all MLB team. I mean, just from, if we talk about from like a pitching standpoint, I think we knew Bieber and Bauer are shooing for the first team yeah, because yeah. again, like you just gave them the biggest award in baseball, right? Like, aren't yeah. they going to, this is less. So I just think from, you know, uh, announcement and if you, it, if you want it to matter more, right. Yeah. Cause if you flipped it, you couldn't be like, Oh, well they made the all MVP and the all see, I didn't even know that the all MLB team, they must be a shoe in for the Cy Young. But if you flip it, Oh, they got the Cy Young. They must be a shoe in for the ML. Right. You all can't, MLB. there's only one Cy. right. Like the you biggest way to call it something different. I can't even like say, I it. hate the all MLB team. I think it's, it's an awful name at the very least. If you're not going to change the order in which you announce it, just change the damn name. I don't like it. Um, Rachel. Good fans care about this at all. Yeah, I think you would have a better pulse on that than me. Oh, that's actually fair. Um, I, I, I feel like yes, only because in, it's weirdly enough, I think it's the perfect time to have it was after this weird season. Just oh, like something else to celebrate. Well, I mean, like, I mean, to have it in its second season, because last year was super weird. You were like, what is, what is, what is this? So do you think anyone gives a shit though in December? I give a shit in December. Well, you, you're, this is your job, but do yeah, you think- I mean, I just got excited that I like, I knew ahead of time. And I think that only from like the media perspective where I got to write my article 
two hours before it was announced. <laughs> I was yeah. like, and that's, that's awesome. And like from yeah. a professional, you know, standpoint, yeah. I'm very happy for you. Thank you. I, that sounded, that's really all, you know what, that's all I care about, Rach, as yeah. long as you're happy for me. It sounded super disingenuous, but I I'm being serious when I no, say that. I but I just, but also <laughs> why have a two hour show for this? That's the real question. A two hour show. So I didn't even know there was a show. I guess my whole thing is it's, it's what December 9th. I don't think fans really care. Yeah. I mean, I only care because I had to wait until it was officially announced to say, but well, you're not a fan. Like do fans care on Dece- your, you work in this industry. Like I understand, you know, from a, so I, but I, I mean, from a fan's perspective, just cause I am a fan. No, I, I, right. I right. would, I was watching snapped while they announced it. I don't know what that is, but yeah. You don't know what Snapped is? No. It's like, oh my. my I only watch MLB Network. Okay, chill. Chill. I'm curious. I don't watch, hold on. And I watch, I watch some like Netflix shows, but other than that. So I'm like a true crime junkie and Snapped is on oxygen and it's just about women who do all the murdering. Kinky. I I love, yeah, it's very kinky actually. They actually call I heard because there was like a whole channel dedicated to it, and I call it like murder porn. You sound like a serial killer now. Thank you. Yeah. Uh huh. Um, I don't have time to kill a bunch of people. I'm so busy. <laughs> I, I, I just. Don't. Well, let's keep it that way then. <laughs> yeah, I just like don't have time to kill people. Um, so we're gonna go into something else. Um, I'm hoping you can get Trevor on the phone soon because I have a very important question to ask him about. I have a really good idea of how he should announce the team. Well, hold on. Let's see if we can get. Because I just, I want to get this out there. And I, I feel did. like he'll take it into consideration. I did text him and he was like, I'm lifting. He's lifting? Yeah. Cool flex, literally. <laughs> uh. <laughs> I think I just got hung up on. So um maybe I didn't even get a like there it just said goodbye. <laughs> I don't know what just happened there. <laughs> oh <my God. laughs> that was weird, right? I didn't even, I just got a goodbye. <laughs> like a bitchy goodbye. I would like get up. She was like saucy about it. Yeah, it was. She like did like the neck roll. She was like, goodbye. I want to know how he did that, first of all. I, I would. And then I'm going to be upset. But yeah, I, that was that was interesting. So um, <laughs> to explain, maybe we can call him. Um, uh, um, so let's explain. So today, while yeah. I'm trying to get through all my work. Yeah. I always, I keep getting sidetracked by random things. Um, that's like a daily occurrence. And so today I got a call the last minute. Trevor was like, uh, can I please speak to you? And is that how he, is that how he? No. And I, and I was like, when did you ever text me asking? Hold on, hold on. Are you good? Yeah, I'm good. Okay. So he texted me. Oh, I think we can call him today or right now. Now, okay, we're gonna call him and then we'll do the first part of it. Okay. Hello. Hello, sir. Yes, 
sir. How are you? This is Ever. Rachel Luba and Jessica Kleinschmidt on Corked Up. Hello, girls. How are you? I'm oh, good, Trevor. I have a very important question, though. Jess, Jess had a really good idea. She was asking me how my day went, and yeah. um, I told her that I kind of it got a little thrown off when you know my client called me about an idea of how to break where he's going uh, to sign at some point, yes. and she had a really good idea, and she wants to know, so she's going to tell you her idea of how to do it. So. Trevor, I'm thinking of like a really good idea for you to reveal like where you're going is kind of like a gender reveal. <laughs> so you're going to be like out in the field somewhere, like the field of the place that you're going to sign. And we're going to pitch you something. And when you swing the bat, the color of the, of the team's going to burst out with a bat. And I think it's a really good idea. What do you think? Uh, that, could be, that could be good. I think it'd be really funny if I was at uh, one stadium and a different color pop. <laughs> yeah, actually, you, know, you could literally troll. troll that's that's brilliant. Troll, troll them. Be at a different stadium and then have like the two that everyone thinks it's about to narrow down to. Or like the, the rivalry of the, if it's like one oh, team, it's the rival. Yeah. So like, yeah, which like if it was college, like if you were signing with UCLA, you do it at USC. USC. And all of a sudden it's UC, yeah. Anyways. Just and I'll so hold my belly in the process. Yeah. <laughs> Jess wants me in the background like she's pregnant. Um, and there was one video. Jess was throwing. Oh, yeah. She's throwing. Yes. Oh, I can throw it. That's actually I'll be fair. The catcher. I'll yes. be the catcher. And then, yeah, there was one, there was some video I saw on Barstool, my brother sent to me of a gender reveal and they like popped it, something, the colors came out and they were like screaming so excited. And the one girl with the camera was like, no, shit, stop. It's the wrong one. You <laughs> had like a 50-50 shot. How do you Everyone was like, you had one job, literally yeah. one job. And you got, and they were just like, and then the husband was just like, oh, well, yay, it's a boy. <laughs> <laughs> um so sorry to take time out of your lift but we just wanted to share jess's idea so you know think about it yeah just let us know i'll keep i'll keep it in mind i'm still developing my idea but i'll keep you girls in mind <laughs> thanks okay. trevor i appreciate Thank it you. we appreciate it all right have a good one what a gem yeah. um so yeah that there it is and i like how he wants me to pitch it to him yeah i'm gonna do one right down the dick as i like to say that's your favorite. Yeah, it is my favorite. Um, but let's get into why this was brought up only because I mean, after you guys had the conversation, do you want to get into like what, like how you reacted to his idea? Um, yeah, so he told me his idea. Um, I thought like, it's something he's been thinking about for a while and, you know, anything Trevor does, there's a lot of thought that goes into it. Um, I, I do, he, he's on the right track. It, it's a tough, it's tough though, regardless, because I know he, you know, this is important to him, yes. um, but it's, it's difficult to keep, um, you know, to even expect that you can keep it contained and be the one to release it. Um, and especially how you want to release it. So, you know, without just like, you know, some, um, you know, Bill Smith tweeting Trevor as I was going to use a real name, but I didn't want all baseball writers names are Bill Smith. If we're being honest. <laughs> yeah. I was trying to go generic, you know, um, but, yeah. yeah. Um, anyways, I, 
it's it's coming it's coming along but this is something that he's you know he's really thinking about he's putting a lot he's putting i mean i'm saying this jokingly but he is putting you know close to the same um, amount of thought into it that he's putting into choosing his team i feel like they're they're one and the same though yeah because i mean i i don't know when i'll ever have to announce something that big maybe my next like big job offer and I'll bring him into the mix too. Like Trevor, how do I announce that I'm going to work for X, Y, and Z or that I lost four pounds finally. (laughs) Never, whatever happens first. Um, Okay. So let's talk more Trevor. And I found this one tweet today and it was Darren Ravel and he took a screenshot. Darren Ravel's like the, the guy who just tweets, things a lot of interesting things and it was a screenshot of a trevor post and it said sponsored underneath and it looked like it was from facebook and we were talking about this and i was kind of confused like is trevor trolling his like is he sponsoring his free agency and i thought it was genius yeah you send it yeah and i sent it you sent it to me and I saw it and yeah, Morgan. So Morgan blank, she does his marketing. She does a killer job. Yeah, yeah. Um, and so I saw it, um, you know, she responded to it, but I called her and I was like, um, confused at first. Cause the way he worded it, I thought it was just like publicizing it or, um, promoting it. Um, but the way that the tweet was worded from what's from Daryl, Daryl, Darren, yeah. Darren Ravel. Darren. Yeah. Okay. Cut that. So the way I'm that the tweet, <laughs> The way the tweet was worded from Darren, it made it sound like someone, a company was sponsoring like his free agency. And so um, there, I think it's interesting. It's an interesting idea, but I I think there would be possibly some conflicts of interest. Um, I don't know. It's something to like definitely think about, but I'm not 100% sure it would work. Um, But yeah, uh, but but yeah, Morgan posted it on his Facebook, which was awesome. Um, and just in a different uniform and stuff. So it was pretty funny. Yeah. And it, we're in it. I mean, it's, it's brilliant only because I, I think of it from like just a clickbaity type of thing. And, and I believe he was in a Mets uniform, which is like very like the New York tabloid type of vibe, which I really got into. Um, <clears throat> but it got my attention and it got Darren Ravel's attention. Even Darren was like, that's interesting. It's sponsored. It's kind of genius. So we really appreciate you. And it, it, it was, yeah, I mean, it, it was genius. I liked it. Well, yay for Morgan. She's just always crushing it. She is. Um, I think that's it for this episode. Yeah. Uh, we covered a lot. We um, did. We covered quite a bit, but you know what? It's always a, a blast talking to you, Rach. I, I, there was like a good 15 minute period where I thought I forgot that we were actually recording a podcast. Well, that happens sometimes to us, but um, I enjoyed it. So uh, we will catch you guys uh, on the next episode of Corked Up. Yeah, we'll see you next time. So cheers once again, Mama. I love you. Cheers. Love you too.